Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive radical social evolution by uniting mission-driven humans, aka we are the leaders. This is for leaders, by leaders, and we are really going to be focusing on leadership in 2023. We're kicking off today with an article by the Harvard Review entitled Anyone Can Be a Leader, which we're breaking down humanizing leadership and what leadership is today in 2023. We are then going to cap it off with an article from Ottawa University in eight quick ways to become a better leader. So we are all leaders. Anyone can be out there personally, professionally, family, big brother, big sister. We're all leading in some way, aka we're influencers, we're inspirers. So listen to this podcast, lean in and let's level up together. Have a great day. Check us out wherever you get your podcast and be sure to check out the video on YouTube. Cheers. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Hi guys, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm excited to be here today. It's a new year. It's a new day. And Turmeric and Tequila is going to be hyper-focusing on leadership in this new year. We have always worked uh, around and shown up for our mission-driven humans, which are in turn our influencers, our brand ambassadors, aka our leaders. So we're really going to harness our mission, vision, and values around leadership because it's always kind of been there, but we're really just going to talk about it, label it accordingly, and break down tons of tips and um, resources and access to you know ways to level up schooling education for our leaders. Tumor Tequila is officially going to be the podcast for leaders by leaders. Obviously, we've been highlighting leaders, so we're going to continue to do that. But I really want to uh, work to provide the skills and resources because leadership has changed over you know over time. But especially in the past five six years, we've got our younger people uh, coming up and being leaders sooner and sooner. And I'm so here for that. I have so much faith in our younger generation, and I love. All the ideas that they have, they've grown up in a different world than all of us over 30 have, and they respond and work with people very differently. And the biggest thing we need now in 2023 are leaders. And leadership in a nutshell, in my opinion, is personal responsibility. So today we're going to kick it off. I found two really great resources, uh, two articles. This one's called Anyone Can Be a Leader, and it's by the Harvard Business Review. It's really a fresh new age take on leadership. You know, old school, we come from this very coercive, do as I say, because I said so type thing. And now it's very much humanizing your leadership, just like we talk about with my marketing company, KO Alliance, everything's about humanizing the brand. Leadership is the exact same thing. So I think they have a very fresh new um, age a- a- approach and take, and it's it's phenomenal for us to read. And then I've got another um, uh, article that we'll share. It is... Eight ways to better, uh, eight ways to becoming a better leader. And this is by the Ottawa University. So these are all, you know, notable situations, Harvard and other universities, of course, we're here for it. But some old school, you know, uh, knowledge and education is great, but it's like, is it relevant? Is it happening in 2023? And I think these two institutions nailed it in these two articles. So we're going to unpack it. So we're going to start with anyone can be, uh, anyone can learn to be a better leader. Again, this is by the Harvard Business Review. I will have it up. Um, but this is really great. So if we're talking about it at Harvard, which yeah, I'm, I'm here for probably experience over education, but definitely bo- a, a wealth of both if you're going to be a leader. Um, but we're expanding beyond, I think leadership people think, oh, CEO, or I, you know, I'm the leader of my gym or my business. 
um, leader of, you know, whatever it might be professionally, but really leaders are all around us. Leaders are parents, leaders are coaches, leaders are big brothers, big sisters, mentors walking down the street. Maybe you're just a leadership in your class academically or fitness wise or whatever. This, this conversation in 2023 is about embracing those opportunities to be a leader. The number one thing I would tell for my young people right now to get better at is being a leader and take every opportunity that you have to become a better leader. And again, that could be maybe you're a freshman on the team and the only thing you're responsible is for carrying the balls and showing up on time and doing your work. Well, if that leads the other eight freshmen you're training with, then do that. Whatever it may be, hone those leadership skills because at some point, if you're out there, you know, trying to be successful, be in the mix or just be a good person, you are a leader and you are an influencer. People are watching. So take that personal responsibility because we all want to be making this world a better place. One leader at a time. So let's jump in. Harvard Business Review says, when you're an individual com contributor, your ability to use your technical expertise to deliver results is paramount. Once you've advanced into a leadership role, however, the toolkit that you relied on to deliver individual results rarely equips you to succeed through others. Beware of failing into the logical trap of, if I can do this work well, I should be able to lead a team of people who do this work. This would be true if leading others were akin to operating a more powerful version of the same machinery you operated previously, but it's not. Machinery doesn't perform better or worse based on what it thinks about you and how you make it feel while humans do. So right off the bat, we're talking about humanizing leadership. Let's getting real. I think we intuitively always knew this. It just wasn't the old school way. It was just do it because I say so, blah, blah, blah. That no longer works. Our young people will be leaving your institution, fitness, gym, family if we don't find a way to humanize this leadership. Occupying a leadership role is not the same thing as leading. To lead, you must be able to connect, motivate, and inspire a sense of ownership of shared objectives. Highlighting your capacity to lead others requires being able to see how you think and act and how your behavior affects others. Leading well requires a continuous journey of personal development. Remember, we said leadership is personal responsibility. Let's go. Yet people in leadership roles often askew the long and challenging work of deepening self-insight in favor of chasing after management, in quotes, tools, preferably the quick and easy kind, such as personality type assessments that reduce employees to a few simplistic behavioral tendencies or, for example, implicit bias workshops that are used as a Band-Aid solution for sim uh, for systematic discrimination or stacking ranking systems that peerport to identifying the best talent by requiring managers to complete to compare employees to each other. Instead of being a shortcut to effective leadership, this uh, mechanistic approach is more often a dead end that misdirects leaders' attention away from the linkage between their own behavior and employee outcomes. So within that statement, you see how we've gone old school mindset to now new school reality of we must deal with this, this oh, these old school little quick tests, blah, 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 don't work. We've got to get into the human side and actually genuinely motivate these humans to want to be part of the system or follow you business, parent, family, coach, whatever. As an example, I worked with an organization that has disengaged employees and frustrated managers who wanted to instill greater commitment and accountability in their teams. A few years earlier, the firm had overhauled its performance management system. The centerpiece of the new solution was a system that prompted managers to enter performance goals and ratings for their direct reports, scheduled performance reviews, meetings, and to complete the annual performance appraisal process within a specific time period. While managers completed performance appraisals on the time and ratings that they were that they gave fit 
in the target distribution, its sponsors claimed that the system had increased precision and accountability and performance management. What the system's dashboard didn't show and its sponsors failed to appreciate was that the implementation had accompanied a downward spiral of employee morale and engagement. Employees reported that their management didn't appreciate their value and were or were uninterested in their development. Many were on the lookout for new opportunities elsewhere. For their part, managers felt that the organization made performance management cumbersome. They were also blind to their own contributions to the workplace climate that weakened commitment and accountability. So this is critical. If you're a new age business or you're a huge, you know, Fortune 500 or whatever, you have to understand these quick fixes that potentially look phenomenal on paper and they're super cost and time effective. They fit in the budget, blah, 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 are going to have long term costs. So if it's a short budget friendly, quick term fix, rule of thumb, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Go deeper. We need to get to our human performance. And especially now, the younger you are, the less likely you are to stay at your job for a long period of time. It's quick, 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 quick turnover. And that's the most costly thing um, in a job situation or if you're a company owner uh family wise you don't want you know your kiddos mad if you're a coach you don't want your team mad you don't want your fellow coaches employees mad um or not you know excited to be there and wanting to be leaders or be followers um everything's got to get back to the human so we'll continue tools can be handy aids to good leadership but none of them can take the place of fearless introspection feedback seeking and committed efforts to behavioral change for greater effectiveness and increased positive impact on others in my work with the organization above i helped leaders learn that their greatest leverage to improve the commitment and accountability of their employees lay not in tracking their goals uh, their their goals of completion, but in creating and sustaining a motivation, a motivating interpersonal environment. While we did use tools such as frameworks and checklists, their function was to help leaders note the quality of their own and their employees' experience of work and shift it in a more collaborative direction. They weren't to be used as replacements for this essential work. Leaders learned to recognize how their assumptions-based behavior, their assumption-based uh, sorry, their, their assumptions shaped their behavior and learned to consciously adopt mindsets and behaviors that produce better leadership outcomes. Instead of hoping in vain for a magic tool, for a magic tool to come along to help you manage your team, think of creating practices to increase your leadership proficiency. This involves taking an idea of or research finding and translating into behaviors that you can repeat systematically to create the desired result. You can use the following steps to design a learning practice for any development challenge you'd like to take on so again business leader coach parent professional whatever it is big sister big brother you can do this start with a problem you'd like to solve or a future result you'd like to achieve what outcome makes a meaningful difference to you as an example let's say that you'd like to see your team members become more proactive in identifying and solving problems articulate why it's important to you now Getting clear on your purpose and motivation increases the creativity and persistence you apply to designing and sustaining your practice. Perhaps you care deeply about being a wise steward of your organization's human resources, about bringing out the best of your team members. Be, you believe that you're more fully harnessing each person's creativity will benefit the company and your team members. You've been feeling overloaded and believe that recapturing some of the time you currently spend overseeing team members Work will help you be more effective. You also want to reduce the frustration you feel at having to generate all the ideas and plans for your team. Seek quality information to base your approach on. 
You don't know the best ways to encourage proactive problem solving. So you check in with your coach or mentor to search for relevant books or articles. If, if I were coaching you, I might point you toward practical research-based articles on encouraging productivity, developing learning agility, and facilitating learning on your team. Identify measures of success. This is key. What increased productivity in identifying and in solving problems look like in practice? How will you know if you're making progress? Based on your thinking about what you want to achieve and, and the reading you've done, you decide that you keep track of how frequently team members make suggestions. Other additional ideas to help refine a course of action and take ownership over implement, implementing a decision. Uh, you'll also you also monitor your own internal state and how you interact with team members looking for reduced frustration in yourself and greater enthusiasm and ownership of your team members. Finally, you'll seek feedback from your direct reports. Ground yourself with intention. You commit to learning to support proactive behaviors. You place a sticky note with this intention on your computer where you'll see it first thing each morning. Wherever you meet with these team members, you call this you call this intention to mind so that in in uh, in functions like a beacon to guide you, you keep on course and prevent you from sliding back into your habit of jumping in with no answer or with the answer if no one else comes right comes forward right away. Choose behaviors to implement. From the reading you've done and discussions with your coach, you design the following practices. Share your experience. To serve as a role model for yourself, directed learning, share your own learning process and experiences, discuss the problems you're working on and ask for ideas from the team members about how to resolve them. Ask the right questions. When team members ask you how they should proceed, uh, stimulate their thinking with questions rather than answers. Ask team members to talk to you through how they think, how they are thinking about work problems and what might help. Ask other people to contribute ideas. Put yourself in their shoes. When you feel frustrated at a team member arising within yourself, label the feeling as an opportunity to learn something about leadership. Try considering the situation from their point and view instead of reacting from frustration. Acknowledge achievements. Recognize and praise proactive behavior when you see it occurring. Set feedback. Tell your team, this, this is one of the, name, one of the uh, main bullet points. So those are all suggestions. We're going back to the main bullet points. Seek feedback. Tell your team members that you've been working to support their proactive problem solving and that you need their feedback to help you get better at this. Ask them to let you know whatever you do, whenever you do something that either hurts or helps. Let's say that a few people note that you tend to shoot down other suggestions and micromanage when you're under stress. Based on this feedback, commit to refrain and criticizing ideas and instead ask the team members to assess the pros and cons of each idea. Review and celebrate progress. Within a few weeks, you'll be able to tell that you've made progress if the team members are engaging more actively in problem solving on a regular or on a regular basis. You'll have a newfound appreciation for the creativity of some employees. If you've continued to seek feedback and the team has responded, you should now be able to spend more time clarifying desired outcomes with the team members and less time overseeing their work, resulting in a net gain of team and energy. You'll feel more enthusiastic about leading your team and realizing that you have more capacity to develop yourself as a leader than you previously appreciated. It's one thing to want to hold a leadership role. It's another to want to deep to do the deep work that learning to lead entails. Resisting the developmental journey of leadership is like flying to an exotic local locale location, um, but then spending your whole time there in the airport bar. Is that the worst thing? Just kidding. We're staying on task. 
On the, on the other hand, interest in the commitment to continuous learning and development as a leader, you will be fresh and vital. There is a valley to cross before you reach the peak, and there's another valley between that peak and the next one. The developmental journey is facilitating, is, is fascinating and fulfilling if you embrace it. You don't have to wait to be trained. You can design leadership development practices at any time you want. So I love this so much. This is a bunch of uh, we'll say fancy, important jargon about humanizing your leadership. This is really about doing less. Again, the old school mentality of being a leader is I have to do everything. I got to micromanage my team. I can't trust them. You know, this very mechanical machinery type approach where in reality, do less, let go a little bit, collaborate with your team, get their ideas, get their feedback. I know so many old school leaders that they don't want to hear any feedback because they think no matter what they do, they're right. And that used to work back in the day. I'm the boss. I'm the man. I'm the woman. I'm this. That doesn't work anymore. You will lose clientele. You'll you lose your followers, your kiddos, your employees, whatever. This has to be collaborative efforts. And your your employees, your kids, your team, like your people around you are resources. They are incredibly smart, creative individuals that have viewpoints. And the more they feel a part of any process, whatever it is, personal or professional, the more they're inclined to care follow and then be future leaders themselves so you want them to identify with this and again i think the most important piece of all of this article is about maintaining your sharp edges as a leader or, or acquiring those as a future leader stay in school stay in practice stay in the gym never be the best person of anything that you're doing in the room get these people that are better at something around you so you're constantly leveling up this is a fast-paced world and a lot of people are doing a lot of things very very well and we can learn from each other this isn't this egotistic state of i can't work together i can't reach out to my other leaders no work with them collaboration is the key to success and in this day and age people are happy to help if anyone asks me about marketing and branding i be more than happy to help any way I can about podcasting. I get questions all the time. Happy to help. And if I don't know, I will send someone that's better than me um, to you so you can figure out what they're, how, how to get to the right answers and, and vice versa. There's no ego in any of this. And collectively, we're all leveling up. So embrace this new age thinking, hang in with that personal responsibility, get good people around you and, and continue that education or whatever it might be. Keep leveling up. Okay, let's jump into these uh, eight ways to become a better leader. We're just going to brush through this. I will put this this up, but this also has this article link up, but this also has some really great new age quick tips to just let's check in. If you're already a leader, if you're a coach, if you're a boss, um, this is great for you to listen to too. If you're not an aspiring leader, you're already there. Let's check back in and, and refresh what we're doing. I will say one thing that I had going for me as a competitive athlete or just I think within my own personality is I was the oldest of four. So right off the bat, I was the, in this leadership role, consciously or unconsciously. And I always felt responsible for my younger brothers, always. Even though I was a wild idiot or whatever I was doing, I've, I had this deep sense of responsibility. So I think it was innately in my mind to always be or, or try and do my best, like keep my act together. Do it. We're far from perfect, let's be honest. But really, I, you know, I really did try to train hard or do as good as I could in school, <laughs> whatever got me through that double, the NCAA um, athlete situation. But I really had that mindset of leading by example and holding myself accountable. There wasn't a lot of gray area for failure 
um, in my mind. That being said, I failed a ton. And that's where I actually became a, a successful leader in athletics and then in and then in the business world. So there is just because you're out there and you're intentionally trying not to fail, you certainly still will fail. But that's why you're intel where you can get back up and that makes you a better leader. And it allows your followers, your people that, you know, are, are watching you or are influenced by you, whether they know it or not, to be inspired to do the same. Failure is okay. We are humans. Even from the top of my ranks, the, the best leader in the world, quote unquote, and I fall and make mistakes, which I will because I'm a human. It's it, it can show you as someone aspiring to any sort of role or the role I'm in that I failed and we're still all right. We're still doing it. You still got to get out there. You got to fail, actually, if you're driving the edge of the knife. So just stay in it. All right. Eight ways to becoming a better leader. Let's go. You've probably had all had that boss that was difficult to work for or who focused on your mistakes and made us dread coming into work. More importantly, some of us may have also been fortunate enough to work for a great boss, a strong leader who listened to us, valued us and motivated us. The former typically leads to low morale and high employee turnover. The latter will increase the productivity of employees and create a culture of high performance. So what's the difference? So why does one lead and the other lead poorly? Let's go. How to become a leader. While one in a million may be born, might be a born leader, the vast majority of good leaders are taught. Those who wish to pursue management roles often find it necessary to earn an advanced degree. At Ottawa University, this might be a plug, so ignore this, but no shade to them. That's not why we're here for sales. Uh, you will gain the knowledge and skills to become a leader. The following eight leadership qualities will inspire you to become a leader. So never mind any marketing here. We're just here for the meat of this. Uh, be an empathetic leader. Completely agree. Again, here we go. Leading with the humanizing the leadership theme. Empathy has been identified as the number one leadership skill. Unfortunately, many leaders have been promoted to their positions based on past performance or because of their industry credentials, but they have little or no leadership training. We have all been in this situation where you've had a boss. It's, it's shown up athletically more for me because I've been an entrepreneur for so long. So I had to make all my own mistakes and figure it out. And whether I wanted to be a leader or not, we were in it. Um, but you've had someone there and you know they've got promoted, like all their resume, the boxes check the list, but you get there and you're like, this person should not be leading. I don't even, I'm, I've been in situations where I'm like, I don't even think they want to be the leader just because the resume says so or whatever. Um, I don't, I think this happens a lot in the military. I've certainly heard from stories from my brothers, but we've been in this situation. So, uh, for his or employees, low product. Oh, oh, uh, here we go. I went on my own monologue. Okay. Being, uh, being a genuine, being genuine with your team shouldn't mean becoming best friends with them. Yeah. We skipped through here. Uh, no, we're good. Being genuine with your team shouldn't mean becoming best friends with them. It means sharing our common human experience, bringing down the defensive walls and showing that you're a real person too. It makes you seem more approachable and helps you earn respect. Are you still the boss? Yes. But by exhibiting empathy and mutual respect, employees are far more likely to give and accept honest feedback. Human, we've talked about this. We talked about this in the previous article. It's so hard because it's old school leadership. I think if you're over 30, we were taught to not show that human side, not show that, let the walls down because that's not what leaders do. Well, yes, they do. Welcome to 2023. This is where it's at. Number two, be a good listener. Who doesn't want to be heard? Hand in hand with empathy, a good a good leader values the input of his or her team members, wants to know what takes what makes them tick and helps them set and achieve their career goals. Will you always agree? Of course not. But by demonstrating your you by demonstrating you value them by truly listening and acting on what you hear will earn a huge amount of respect and loyalty. Is there a conflict with another employee? Address it as quickly as possible. Is there a family emergency? Offer a way to adjust their work schedule without worrying about their job security. 
Don't forget that listening to employee feedback can prove invaluable. When they have good ideas, let them know. The more you are able to build that professional relationship with your staff members, the then the easier it will be for them to be honest about positive improvements, improvements and that should be made. So again, keep these doors open, lead with the humanized leadership approach, listen to them. Like we're all humans with incredible ideas, with different perspectives, and we bring a wealth of information and knowledge to the table, then it can help streamline whatever the process is to the inline goal. And it might even be better and less work for you as the leader to incorporate your crew and use their ideas. And in turn, they're more connected to the cause, so they bleed it and the enthusiasm is genuine. The outside world sees that. And again, it can be personal or professional. If you're happy to be part of your family, that's awesome and probably pretty rare in 2023. So let's work on that. And professionally, people want to be there and they're enthusiastic, you're not having turnover. And it's more, it's happier for you to be there as the boss or the leader as well. Number three, be a model for embracing change. Ooh, my mature humans, we're not out here loving change, but it's here. The only constant is change, right? Change can derail the best of leaders. In fact, a recent study found that the primary leadership challenge among one um, amongst 1,000 senior executives was managing change and innovation. Learning how to lead through change then is a critical then is a critical skill that leaders must have. Whether it's adopting a new policy or procedures, introducing a new business model, or adapting to a new CEO's leadership style, effective leaders model a positive and professional response to change and set standard for how to move forward. Another plug, unintentional. Ottawa University's Master of Business Administration, MBA, and Master of Arts in Leadership both prepare future leaders in this important leadership area. This is not a paid situation. Incorporate, number four, incorporate a shared vision. A top-notch general doesn't worry about the warrior's uh, doesn't worry that the warriors will follow him or her into battle when the cry is given because the leader has made it crystal clear what they are fighting for and what the stakes are. A forward-thinking business leader will do the same. Every employee should understand the importance behind what they are doing. Employees who are given a voice in the decision-making process understand the purpose behind the vision of the organization and are more willing to support the goals of the organization. In other words, employees who support what they help create. In other words, employees support what they help create. That's why understanding how to become a leader will bring unity around a shared vision. I love this so much because again, I think old school is don't tell everyone what we're doing in game. Just do as I say, here's the quick things. Let them know the process. Let them know the goal. Let them know the end game. Here's where we got to get there and we got to get there together. So let's be in it together. How to, oh, number five, develop your followers. It's important to have your team's back. A leader achieves, achieves high-performing high performing teams by understanding how roles interface with each other and by keeping communication lines open. Let them know that you care about their contributions. A committed leader empowers team members within the, with, with information, skills, and the resources needed to do their jobs effectively. This should be done by providing professional development. You should also offer them opportunities to utilize their skills in new ways or ask them to step up to lead a meeting or a project if you see that potential. They'll see that as uh, see that it's not about you getting the credit. This is huge. If you've ever played on a sports team, you know you have to pass the ball. You've got to work with your team. You've got to figure it out. And the more you rely and trust on each other, the better you become as a team and your winning record goes up. This sounds... Uh, 
more complex, I think, than it really is. But I think this comes down to the leading by example. Bleed your team. Be there for them. Ask them how they feel. Care about them authentically. I don't know um, when this became a thing, but I think back in the day, it was just like, do we get the job done? Yes or no? Cut, fire, and whatever. That's not a thing anymore. No one really wants to work like that at the end of the day. That's not good for anyone's soul. And no matter how much money we're making, awards we're winning, whatever, these are days of our lives. The only finite resource in all this is time. And if you're just spot like wandering it and, and wasting it away unhappy you know coercively walking through life telling people what to do or being told what to do nobody's happy so this just doesn't work in the level of happiness and if you're happy you're more productive number six communicate realistic and clear expectations too many employees get frustrated when they are repri- uh, reprimanded for not doing something that was never properly communicated rather than simply expecting employees to do their jobs effective leaders provide clear goals to be met clear expectations of what happens if they are or are not met and a roadmap to getting the job done effective leaders also assess all of the factors that contribute to accomplishing the goals and make sure that they are attainable morale suffers when employees continually experience failure. On the other hand, acknowledging when goals are met and providing positive feedback motivates them to continue to work hard. So this is huge. I have been on both sides of this where I thought it was clear. I definitely have my own language and being an entrepreneur and working kind of on my own a, a good amount. I have my own. Oh, sure. It makes sense. Da, 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 da. And I've had to do a good amount of work of being like, is this digestible? Does this speak to the mainstream? Are my teammates, contracted employees or kids I'm coaching or fellow gym mates, are they understanding what I'm saying? Probably not because I have my own language, but we're figuring out we're doing intentional work to be better, uh, be a better communicator. And then on the flip side, I've been on teams or had coaches or bosses where there's almost no direction given and we are just expected to know how to do it. I am good at innovation, so I kind of liked challenges like that. But as far as the collective whole, it did not serve us. So be really clear in that communication. And just because it makes sense to you, we are all vastly different communicators. Even if we label ourselves as good communicators, we're all different people. Check in with people and say, does this make sense in a non-contradictory way? But does this make sense to you? Whatever. Get feedback and then adjust accordingly. Number seven, learn how to handle failure. Ding, ding, ding. This is critical. Failure is a part of life. I would say failure is a key part of life and a essential part of leadership. How you handle it as a leader speaks volumes to your employees. Anger and finger pointing uh, often is often counter is often counterproductive. Instead, if you want to know how to be a great leader, explore with your team what went wrong and how things could have been done differently to ensure success. Take responsibility for any part you played in the missed goal. Together, identifying identi- identifying things that can be improved going forward will help everyone. And hold employees accountable as needed with with grace. Keyword, you know, we're working graceful disruption because we tend to be straightforward over here having the grace. And I think this is good for my parents. I'm not a parent, but I'm a dog parent. I try to do this even with my dogs. Be graceful. No need to finger point. Could I have been a better dog parent? Absolutely. Probably in most of the cases. In fact, I never blame the dog, but that's a whole other podcast. Um, Take these things. Take Let's take onus where we have it. And just because you're taking onus in things where you could have been better does not mean you're not the leader. It does not mean you're not the boss. In fact, it makes you a better boss. And this might be a new concept for some people, but I promise you it works. And if you're not believing quite yet just try it once on something small and see how the conversation the energy everything the response changes and i i would put my money on it you would do things different moving forward number eight continue your education 
keep leveling up. Let's go. There's no perfect leader. And given that change is constant, it's imperative that leaders keep improving their skills and stay abreast of industry innovations. If you want to learn how to become a leader or improve your leadership style, you should elevate your leadership qualities along with strengths and weaknesses. There are a multitude of assessment tools to help you do this. Once you identify the areas you would like to strengthen, then it is time to learn new actions and behaviors. Earning an accelerated online degree with, oh, here we go, another plug. It's an excellent way. So just getting a degree online in general is better to bolster your leadership skills. We know the SICA education. You may want to foster and exhibit leadership on administrative side with Bachelor of Arts in Human Resources. You may wish to seek career advance in leadership positions with a master's in business administration or a master of arts in leadership. All of these programs will help you develop leadership qualities online here. The best and fastest, most affordable uh, online. Okay, so this is the rest is just plug, but this is great. So of those eight things, I really think again the undertone is about humanizing your leadership, collaborate, ask for feedback, don't fear being imperfect, and don't fear being human as a leader. I think that's probably the number one thing you can take away from this is not fearing being a leader and being a boss and letting those human angles show as the leader, as the boss, as the parent, as the coach, um, because that's still pretty new, even though it's not. I think a lot of leaders, that's really, really hard to embrace because you're admitting weakness in a sense. You're admitting humanness in a sense. But our followers, our, our younger younger people for nowadays, for, for the most part, um, are used to that. They want that. They want to connect on a real level. And in turn, you're facilitating that bond deeper so you can work collaboratively towards a collective goal more effectively. Write that down, say it three times fast. I can't repeat it, but you have it on record here. This is great. Leadership, I'm so here for it. Anyone and everyone can be a leader. I say this with my influencers or brand ambassadors. Everybody's an influencer. I know that term is cringy, but it doesn't matter. You are. People are watching. They are influenced and hopefully inspired by what you're doing. So let's embrace this personal responsibility to continue to level up, sharpen our own edges, recognize when we have these weaknesses and how we can dial back in. And then in turn, recognize the people around us and recognize ourselves when we do something really, really well or really good at something and offer that up in some other capacity, pay it forward or teach something, get in, teach an online course or whatever, check out our brand ambassador course that was released earlier or at the end of last year, early this year, we're doing all things um, very affordably. If you want to learn how to be a better influencer or start an influencer um, uh, situation for your company or your brands, it's all in there. Check it out. It's everywhere where you can find KO Alliance stuff. But this is not about plugging that. It is about being individuals, being leaders. I'm excited to highlight this in 2023 on Tumor Tequila, we've always had leaders, but now we're really going to dig into this. How do we become better leaders? Because I really think if we embrace this personal, personal responsibility even more, this humanness even more, we will out be out there walking through this world as better people, as better leaders, intentionally or unintentionally. And again, we're elevating the collective good, the collective whole uh, the more we are taking care of ourselves and, you know, trying to walk in our own purpose and be our most effective and impactful selves um, and just gripping that personal responsibility and continue to level up. So you can hold me accountable. I'll hold you accountable. Let's go. Happy 2023. I'm also going to be linking our intention sheet. This came out with our uh, year in review and year in preview for what I did with Ashley a couple podcasts ago. It was the first podcast of the year and it's an intention worksheet. We're coming to the end of January. Whenever you're listening to this, this is a great time to sit down. It's really not about resolutions. It's about goals and intentions that you can focus for this year. You can apply it to this month. If you're listening to this in 2029 or whatever, we're going to continue to do this, but you can use a sheet forever. 
as a quick tool to just download what your intentions are for this year, for this month, for this week, whatever, and get really focused on what you want. I think when you have your goals and your intentions in front of you, that personal accountability can be there. Tell somebody so they can help you hold you accountable, but get excited to learn and level up and having a paper on your screen where you can see it uh, intentionally will keep that fire going to learn and level up. So that worksheet's there. And I do have one more thing, final. I just did the Red Bull Wing Finder assessment. It's completely free. I know this and these two articles dogged on assessments a little bit, but I think this one's really good. I take everything as a grain of salt. I'm here for all the assessments, all the feedback, everything. And the older you get, the more you get to know yourself. So you just take the pieces that you need and apply them. You know, some stuff you don't need, some stuff that you do. But this assessment was really cool. It's wingfinder.com. It's free. It takes about 35 to 45 minutes. It took me a little bit longer. I think more towards the 50 minute range. And it breaks down different skills and stuff. And it was really cool just to check in with myself and see where I'm at with they considered strengths and weaknesses or, or skills and leaderships and stuff. It was really cool. So it's a free resource. I always like to share when I find good free resources for you to tap into. And you can use this, I think, with your family, with your team, with your business, with whatever. So cheers. Let's level up. Let's be great leaders. And I'll see you next week. Have a great day. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 